You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Gentlemen, start your engine! Triangle Tire, Tires for Life presents Dave's Corner Garage. The following is a paid program. Opinions expressed can sometimes be accompanied by hand gestures, which your sister may find offensive, but you think are hilarious. There's one in every family. Buckle in, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your top-down, wind-in-your-hair, Saturday morning automotive thrill ride. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, but right now, love us on Zoomer Radio. Good morning, Al. Good morning, Brian. How are you? I'm well. I was explaining to somebody this morning that a, that a spinning tire, yes. when you're accelerating, is a slightly spinning tire is a little quicker. Than what? Than one that's not slipping. And, oh, um, okay, but that has got to be, has, has something to do with traction. It it does. It's a, we're getting really esoteric and maybe even pedantic. It's a, it's a little nerdy, but a, a, a sliding tire, whether it's accelerating or cornering, is actually a little faster. Oh, okay, the tire is turning faster, but is it propelling you faster? Yes, it is. Oh, okay, yes, okay, okay, because yes, that's yes. important. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> and you can carry more speed through the corner. Now, when it's sliding a lot, like doing a big burnout, that that's not so quick. Okay, so here's my question. All yeah. cars come with traction control now. Yeah, they do. So do they let it slip that little bit, or they don't? Uh, oh, they don't. Some are really aggressive. Okay. Like, like the, uh, the, the Genesis SUV I'm driving today. Right, 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 right. Uh, the standard... Uh, traction control setting is very aggressive. Okay, uh, but uh, a lot of you know a lot of sports cars they'll let you play a little bit. And yes, course, yes. My buddy used to have an M5. Yes, that when it wasn't in the shop <laughs> <laughs> or leaking oil everywhere, right? Um, it had a launch button. Yes, a launch control. And I said, "What's a launch control?" He said, "Oh, it's what you you press this button, and then all those extra things, the traction and ABS, will go away and let you do whatever you want to that car using your gas pedal and your brake." Mm-hmm. Just like the old days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But so, so you're so you're exhaling from your explanation now that that launch button, aside from just allowing you to be crazy, yes, um, and making way too much noise in the neighborhood, <laughs> will actually get you to accelerate quicker. Oh, th- this is the thing. So okay. a lot, a lot of these, a lot of these new cars mm-hmm. will be engineered. W- you know, they're engineered with the tire that comes on the car. Then right. not doing right, anything right, crazy. Right, right. And when, you know, like BMW's M division or Porsche or Corvette or whatever, they will engineer that system to allow a little bit of wheel spin and acceleration and a little bit of slip when you're cornering at at the extreme ends of things. Okay, so it is built in. Yeah. But but only to those high-tech kind of cars. Yes, exactly. Well, speaking of tires, we've got a couple of tire experts coming on the show today. Yeah, it's all about tires. It is, it is, it is. You know, we're going to have David Pula from Triangle Tire on a little later and... um, Actually, I wanted to say that uh, Gary was so excited because he won the set of tires that that trial provided. Yes, um, I'm not sure what he put on. Whether it was winter or summers, or shouldn't say summers. Winters are all season. Um, but oh, yeah. Triangle has summer summer tires as well. Oh, do they? They do, not just all seasons. Yeah, yes, and the, and then matter of fact, they have a huge line of off the road vehicles. Yeah, um, that you too. Know, big truck tires and stuff. Very yep. important. Yep. Um, as a matter of fact, I was just reading something about. Oh, some crazy comedian was talking about getting in shape 
and and doing this this routine where they got her. She has to pull her girlfriend in a big truck tire across the parking lot. You know, mm. it's supposed to be fun. She's it wasn't fun for the person <laughs> pulling. Certainly fun for the person in this big tire. Sure. And did it get it any fitter? No, but she's a lot fatter now. She says, but I don't care anymore. So there you <laughs> that go. That doesn't sound like fun at all. So we were talking about rolling resistance or none if the tire's not rolling, if it's just being dragged through the parking lot. Mm-hmm. But but it is important. Uh, that temperature uh, has a lot to do with how the tire sticks. Yep. And uh, apparently you do want to slip a bit. Something, and when you're in a performance driving situation. Ah, all right. Well, I'm in a performance mood for myself this morning, and uh, Ashley's here doing her best as usual, and Brian's here, of course. He's all wound up. We're going to take a break and come right back after these messages. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max with Alan Gelman on this beautiful sunny Saturday. Going to do a little driving, maybe out to the countryside. You're going to make a video? Going to film a YouTube episode. Now I notice you still call it film. Yes. <laughs> There's no film involved. No at film all. involved. No, no, it's all it's all electrons. <laughs> no, exactly. It's like, yeah, we're going to record. So, well, in, in fact, because I, I, people said, you still call it recording? And I said, well, yes, but you're not. It's not going on vinyl. It's not going on tape, so to speak. That's right. right, it's, right. It's, all, you, it's all electrons. It is being captured somehow. Yes, yes. All right. And we were talking about this earlier. I, I, I put out on, on uh, all of my social media, including mm-hmm. YouTube, about what, uh, what makes people terrible drivers. Yes. So everybody seemed to respond, including you, Al. Well, there was huge response. Yes. I, I couldn't believe it. Um, but I noticed, of course, a lot of your followers are people who are automotive journalists, number one. Well, there's, there's some automotive There was a couple media. that were like, wow, hang on, were they paying per, you per word on this? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Because there wasn't even enough on that one space. They had to come back a second time. Well, what, what, what I discovered is everybody who drives has an opinion about other drivers. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and you know, and it's funny, you know, we call them drivers, but they're not necessarily pilots. They're just, you know, uh, yes, they're behind the wheel. Yeah, but they're, they're not doing, there's, there's a lot who are not doing much else. And now, as we were saying earlier, um, driving for a lot of people is the distraction. Well, exactly, because it's just me wanting to get from here to there. Yeah. You know, so the fact that I have to get behind the wheel is an inconvenience. And if I had the money and desire, I'd just call Uber and let someone else do it, right? Exactly. But then, you know. Um, Not that they're any better drivers. This, this is what I was going to say. And unfortunately <laughs> for me, when I, when I get in, in an Uber, I just have to bite my tongue because I have, it's, it's impossible for me to ride in an Uber or a cab where the driver is better than I am. <laughs> well, you know, it, I, it's kind of, I wonder, because, you know, in the window sometimes you'll, you'll see an Uber or a Lyft sticker to tell you that they're one of those drivers and i'm thinking does that mean i should try to avoid them or expect generally constant stops it's a it's a it's a safe bet uh if you see one of those you should avoid that uh that driver yeah i mean you know if that person was well in control and 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 knew where they were going it'd be one thing but the problem is a lot of times they're not you know and they're dependent on the screen in front of them Mm -hmm. which hopefully is in up in the dashboard not down in his crotch um, mm-hmm. And 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 they they've got a program to with the right address on it. All right, exactly. Because other because I I've, I've certainly seen that you know where somebody's going twenty kilometers under the limit, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and uh, and they're they're playing with the screen. Of course. Now, what's the benefit? You know, like screens are not, manufacturers. You, you do new cars all the time, and yeah. I'm sure the one thing you've noticed is that screens are being bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Yes. So is that an advantage? Uh, it is when it comes to the map. 
Uh-huh. Um, and, and that's really what you should be looking for in, or looking at when you're driving one of these new cars. Right. But, of course, they've got so many menus, and they've got so many things you could possibly look at. Like, mm-hmm. performance cars have all these meters on them, like G-meters, and, like accelerometers, right? Right. Um, but then, of course, you've got complicated menus a- as well. And some cars will not let you access them while you're in motion. Other cars will. Yes, we have one of those, and, and, and you know, it, same thing. Like, it's GPS, and as soon as it sees you moving, it, it will not let you do anything. Yeah, exactly. On top of that, a lot of these new cars do have uh, voice command. So you can tell it exactly what you want it to do, oh. and, and they're very good. I mean, this technology has been around for, for many, many years, and now it's very good. So you can, you, can tell, uh, you can tell that you want the navigation system to direct you to a certain address, and it'll take care of it for you. Even, oh, on the go? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, it won't make you stop first? No, no, no. Okay, okay. No. I didn't know yeah. it could do and, that. And then, and then they have uh, heads-up display. A lot of them have heads-up display, so you can see the uh, navigation instructions on the windscreen. So it, 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 it works I, if I, you use the technology properly. No, exactly, exactly. I, like I say, I'm embarrassed to say that I'd never read the manual, and I'm sure my car will do way more things than I even know about. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> and, you know, there's, I mean, uh, there, some, there are some things where I, uh, especially with new cars, I have to spend some time trying to understand because it's not obvious how that that particular piece of technology is controlled. Uh, it, it is amazing to me that, you know, uh, er, why people, they don't get together on this stuff. As a matter of fact, I was just reading an article and they, and they, were, they were celebrating the fact that on the technical side of things, the car companies are, are going to be getting together for, uh, you know, making universal trouble codes. And I went, hang on, we did this 20 years ago. Uh-huh. Uh, what's the deal? And apparently, everybody who's producing electric vehicles yes. has not conformed to that standard. No, of course not. And, you know, some some of them are buying their inverters from a, a third-party supplier. Uh-huh. Some of them are developing their own inverters. This is just one example. Right. So... You can't. You can't have. You're not going to have commonality in that situation, right? Where, where you know, one manufacturer is developing their own inverters and their own technology, and another one is buying from a third party. That's no, no, no. But at the same time, I mean, all, all we need to know from these devices is, you know, is it turning? What's the RPM? What's the temperature at? And and, and those things can be very similar in, in nature, as far as how you're picking up that information. Sure, they can. Uh, but then. Uh, individual manufacturers are going to assemble or engineer their vehicles with different control systems, and some will have more ECUs right. uh, throughout the car. Um, you know, some, some, of the, some of the latest high-end cars have 100 ECUs on board. Mm. So how are you going to standardize that? Um, well, again, again, you know, I mean, the, as a technician, you want to know what's working or not working. And, and yes. You know, or what's... You know, again, you know what the parameters are, and and you can establish guidelines for that. Um, I, I I think you ought to. I mean, is it you think just quickly? Is it a case of they don't want to spend the money, or they just want to force the buyer to come back to them for service? I I think there's a there's a, a concerted effort to make sure that the customer comes back to that particular dealer to get the car serviced. <laughs> <laughs> they got you by the short ones there, right? <laughs> they may. All right, we got to take a break. Uh, enough of this excitement. Listen to commercials, and then we'll be right back. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max with Ellen Gelman, and it is a beautiful, beautiful Saturday. It is, but uh, the sun is out, but the road temperature is cold. Mm-hmm. And, and I did look at my um, my uh, phone today and, and looked at the weather report. And sure enough, this week I think we'll be okay, but it says that we may get some of the white stuff 
in about a week from now. That sounds that sounds about right. Right, and and in fact, what we're going to talk about with Jack is uh, <laughs> is to to get off your butt and make a phone call and say either set up an appointment or take your card in to get done. Um, I actually am laughing at at the I don't know if you've seen that Mr. Lube commercial where. Uh, the lady comes up to the uh, to the lube joint and says, uh, "Listen, you got time to put my tires on right now?" And the guy says, <laughs> "Yeah, I think we can get you in." And then, of course, uh, what what happens? The the, the punchline at the end is uh, when she goes to get paid, she throws him a bag of money because she's obviously just robbed a bank, and she's uh-huh. going, "It's okay, keep the change." And then there's a siren happening. So, All right. Uh, uh, yes. Yeah. So yeah. she needs the good traction to get away. That, exactly. Well, uh, Jack Benzikar is calling in a little bit later. And yeah. uh, Tire Butler, his business, is pretty unique. Um, very, very, very different. Not quite uh, a tire shop. So um, if you need uh, your winter tires changed, you can give Tire Butler a call. Jack will explain a little bit later. Um, that's if you have a car. That's if you have a car. If your car has been stolen, however, you might be in trouble. Right. And if it was a Honda CRV. I, I don't know why 220, but uh, 2020, but that's the number one car that's being stolen right now. Yeah. Um, but a lot of it, too, and I was looking over the numbers because, you know, we, we, we think of certain cars that get stolen. As a matter of fact, I did uh, was in touch with Mitch, who was the happy unhappy Lexus owner yes, that's right. that we had on a few weeks ago, and his car was not recovered. Yes. And uh, uh, he's driving another kind of car now. Exactly. So, yeah, his his uh, he was a Lexus RX, if I yeah. remember correctly, and that's number two on the list of most stolen vehicles in Ontario. Yeah, he, he said that he, would, he and a whole bunch of other Lexus owners, uh, according to him, um, are not buying Lexus products. I mean, for that simple reason mm-hmm. that... You know, they're number one on the stolen list. The manufacturer or the dealers were not offering any type of extra security. Mm-hmm. Uh, so unless, you know, you could park it in a car or, or leave your dog inside of it, you right. know. Well, this is this is the thing. And, and you know, these, these vehicles are getting stolen from people's driveways. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, my neighborhood, Midtown, um, you know, not uh, uh, not a poor neighborhood at all. Mm-hmm. People don't park their cars in their, in their garages. They leave, leave them out. And vehicles are stolen in my neighborhood all the time yeah, because think, they're left outside. I think what was deceiving from the list is because the, uh, you know, they showed the number of vehicles that were stolen. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it's really your, the percentage, which is more important number for you to look at, okay, in yes. terms of, I mean, obviously the, the 2020 Honda CRVs were stolen, number one, because that's the biggest number of cars that are out there. That's right. Same thing, like with the pickup trucks. They're all, you know, number two and number three were Ford and Dodge. Yeah. They're getting stolen because there's hundreds of thousands of those out there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and of course, they're easy to steal. But, but in fact, the percentages were way down. The, the higher numbers were on the Lexus RX, the, the Highlander, and your favorite one, almost 4%. Per- percent was on the Land Rovers. Yeah, well, uh, that is, what is the Range Rover? Uh, almost 6% of Range Rovers, of 2020 Range Rovers in Ontario get stolen. Gets stolen. That's a huge number. And and it's and it's, percentage. It, it's a huge percentage. I mean, it was a total of uh, twelve over 1,200 cars. Mm-hmm. And, of course, they get, you know, shipped overseas. And, of course, the, we hear about the police breaking up these theft rings and all that stuff. But most of them go unrecovered. And um, you know, there's still it's still difficult to to get a new one. So that, this is this is the a great example of what goes on in my neighborhood. People leave their Range Rovers outside, and they do get stolen. And um, all they have to do is park their hundred and twenty, hundred and thirty thousand dollar SUV in a garage. Right. Except in in your neighborhood, it's an older one, and the, the garages are smaller. 
I mean, I, I knew somebody with a, where the space between the houses, because the garage was yes. kind of in the back, yeah. there wasn't enough room to get through. Sure. Perhaps in the old horse and buggy days, there was a room for, for a two-by-two <laughs> two to get through. Yeah, 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 but not anymore. Um, but that's something that you got to consider, and you have to do your most. But uh, and, and again, now, I don't know, does, does Land Rover or Range Rover, do they offer any type of extra electronic security? No. No, it, I mean, the, the, it, it, these, all of these vehicles come the way they come. And unfortunately, um, yeah, criminals have figured out ways how to break into these vehicles and start them electronically. Yeah, right. And then, but but here, Mitch, you know, spent some extra money, dealt with a, a company that he had dealt with before mm-hmm. to put in an, an an extra unit that mm-hmm. that the guy, you know, the bad guy who shows up with the laptop can't bust into. Right. And and next thing you know, he's in a huge fight with the manufacturer. They said you modified your vehicle, and we're not giving you warranty. Right. Well, th- that was a comprehensive installation of that that system that he installed. So mm-hmm. unfortunately, the the I, it sounds like the uh, the the folks that installed it. Uh, didn't know quite what they were doing with the electronics of that car. I'm not quite sure uh, of the details, but, um, you know, they did the work, then it doesn't work, so. Well, that's what it looked like on the surface, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, no, see, Mitch did have, an, uh, he also had a Camry. Yes. And and they had put one in that, and then he'd driven it for two years without an issue, so, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Yeah. Now, in in terms of in terms of protecting your your vehicle, mm-hmm. and if you you know if you're if you're in in the the kind of situation where you got to park it outside, well, there there's lots of things to do. Um, security cameras and all that stuff aren't going to prevent anything. They're just going <laughs> to provide no. a, provide a great film of somebody stealing your car. But there there are a bunch of things that you need to do. And uh, the, the the number one thing I'd recommend for people is to install the club. Remember those? Yeah, and they're cheap, like 35 bucks or something. Exactly. And what that's going to do is going to slow a thief down. Yeah, they might go to somebody down the road, but they're probably not going to take your car. And ultimately, too, if, if your other car is a beater, yeah, or one that's not high on your list, <laughs> yes. park that behind the good one. There, There's another great idea. Easy to do. All right, we're going to jump out right now. And um, actually, we'll, I, I guess we're going to have David after the break. I'm getting the big smile, the big wink. We're good. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max with Alan Gelman. And uh, speaking of Dave's, joining us on the phone is David Puller from Triangle Tire. Good morning, gentlemen. How you doing? Very good. good. You must be a bustling joint there, eh? Yeah, it's, uh, things are moving pretty quickly now here. We've seen uh, a huge increase uh, over the last few weeks heading into the winter season, so it's been pretty good. Excellent, excellent. But I, I would think in most, for the most part, your work you know, starts probably six months prior eh, in terms of anticipating what you're going to need as a distributor. Yeah, typically, like, even on the manufacturing side, you're you're always working about six months out. But then at the same time, we do have warehousing in Canada. So uh, we do provide dealers with fill-in business opportunities for items that they might need to top up on. So uh, October, November, December are uh, pretty busy, to say the least. So. Excellent. So it's important for people to put on winter tires. It definitely is. And you know what? I was just uh, listening into the last segment there about the vehicles going missing and such. And mm-hmm. you know what? Uh, shout out to my good buddy Jack and the Tire Butler crew. I heard that if you've got one of their trucks behind one of your vehicles changing tires, it's uh, probably a scapegoat for theft as well. So um, given the time of year, you know, get our tires changed over, get those winters on. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, as far as, again, not so much supply, but as far as sizes, you know, because that was what I found pretty crazy. I mean, the old days, you know, it was basically three sizes, 13, 14, and 15. And and now there's like a multitude. And and then, of course, we get to the situation where, you you know, you've got to start changing up sizes of wheels and tires, upsizing or downsizing. You you guys have full coverage that way, do you? We do. We do. And um, over the last few years, the sizing does vary. You you can get one given vehicle that comes with up to four different sizes now, whether it's a 16, 17, 18, and sometimes even 19-inch wheel packages, right? So um, when it comes to changing the sizes, uh, typically when you get more premium vehicles or premium options, you're going to get your 18 and 19-inch packages. Mm-hmm. When, when looking at changing over to winters, sometimes you'll, you'll benefit in the price point of the tire by actually reducing the rim size. So you're not changing the overall diameter, uh, the rolling diameter of the tire and wheel. So you're just shifting to a little bit more rubber, a little bit more sidewall, and uh, it'll provide you with some cost savings. So. And and not only that, I the I I do that on on my cars, David. I do I I do a minus one, so I go one wheel size down for winters. And one of the things it does is it provides a slightly more compliant ride through the winter, which is not a bad thing, and also a little bit more rim protection, I suppose. It does, it does, and you know what? In winter, so for example, when you have those nineteen inch packages and your you know, sidewalls uh, pretty small. Um, by downsizing one, having that added sidewall actually allows the tire to shift better um, for handling purposes. So it's actually going to provide you with a little bit better handling and, and traction in the winter time. Oh, really? Yeah, for sure. Really? Okay, so you're talking about the sidewall, of course, and 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 for those not listening or don't understand it, uh, that's the middle number. So that's your you know your thirty, forty, fifty series tire. Um, that's correct. So of course your nine your nineteen for the most part is going to be a forty or fifty five forty or fifty series. Um, you know where the downs the other size could be you know uh, bigger. But but you're saying that you do want the sidewall to move a little bit more. So what that does is when when the vehicle's turning, yep. the added sidewall ratio is actually going to allow that tire to shift, mm-hmm. which will actually allow you to maintain a little bit more contact patch on the roadway, which oh. is going to build your momentum with traction. Now, sorry, is, so is that more for winter or you're talking all year round? More for winter. I mean, they, okay. if you're looking at the F1 series, for example, right now, mm-hmm. they're moving at high speeds. They want a nice stiff tire that's not going to shift. Right. Right. But when, when looking at everyday driving and you have a slight shift in the sidewall, that, that'll maintain your contact patch. That'll help you dig through that snow and maintain asphalt traction. I'm good to know that because, uh, see, my, 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 my wife would always bug me to change the tires, and I much preferred the ride of the winter tires <laughs> yeah, on, on her car, you know, especially with the road especially conditions. And these Toronto roads, right? I mean, uh, yeah, because I'm one of the good guys that actually drives in the curb lane. Yeah, there you go. But unfortunately, that's where all that's where all the manholes are. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So you know you're jarring the teeth right out of you. So who who nobody likes that, right? Uh, you know, again, we've got to. It's, we're we're almost here. We're probably a week or two away from some snow. So if uh, if folks haven't started looking at uh, winter tires, it's time to start looking at winter tires. And it's and it's not just the the temperature. Obviously, winter tires, as we, as we talk about often are are uh, suited to winter temperatures but it's a lot more than that isn't it it, it definitely is and when looking at a, a winter tire versus let's say an all-season tire there are different compounds that are used in the manufacturing of those tires so what that allows is a softer compound is going to perform better in colder temperatures so perfect example a day like today where it's beautiful sun shining you know we might reach 10 to 12 degrees uh, during the day but 
at night, we're looking at minus two, minus three. So anything really under seven degrees, even though there isn't snow just yet, mm-hmm. a winter tire will provide you that added safety and, and a little bit more uh, flex within the tire, given the cold temperatures on the roadways. Yeah, I, you know, it's funny. I mean, Brian and I both follow racing quite a bit, and, and we're certainly in tune with that. Uh, you know, if you watch a Formula One race, you're going to see car, you know, the cars go by and the sidewalls will be red or green or yellow. And, and, and that, that's just not a styling cue. That's actually the temperature that that tire was designed to adhere to, right? Exactly. And, um, I mean, they definitely want their tires running on added traction. Um where in a winter tire, providing those compound changes will allow it. We don't want them getting too hot because then uh, if they get too hot and too soft, that'll uh, expedite the wear of the tire. So it's really that perfect blend as to providing a little bit more flex and a little bit more traction that, that given this time of year. Speaking of perfect blend, I mean, I get the question periodically, you know, a lot of people are snowbirds from up this neighborhood. And, and a lot of times people would ask me uh, if I thought that they should change their tires before they go south. What's your take on that normally? Uh, when you say goes, uh, so heading down south, I mean, uh, depending on how far you're going and, and what your travels are looking like, if you're someone that's going to be spending the winter down south, mm-hmm. you may benefit from an all-weather tire where it's, oh. it, it's not as soft as a winter tire, but it's going to provide you a little bit more traction than an all-season product. It'll have a few more sights, a few more grooves within the tire to help expel uh, any type of precipitation that's on the roadway. Um, and then that, of course, given the long-distance driving, it'll last you a little bit longer. Now, David, Triangle, if people don't know uh, the brand, you you have fitments for all kinds of different applications from light truck, passenger cars, all season, um, all weather, summer and winter, of course. But uh, on top of that, you guys offer uh, warranty on your tires. That's correct. And we we have the complete coverage plan, and that can cover anywhere from manufacturer defects and materials, uh, road hazard protection, which is perfect for those curbs and those potholes that we're talking about, um, added tread light protection. So spe- specific models do have mileage warranties attached to them. And then um, just for a little bit of added confidence with the consumer, there is a 30-day trial period as well. So basically, you put them on your car and you're not 100% satisfied, you're going to swap them out for them. Exactly, yeah. If, if there's, for whatever reason, if you thought there'd be a little bit more traction or ride comfort so forth, um, it's not a, a road hazard warranty. There is coverage for that, but it's more to the performance of the tire and what your expectations were. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I as as a technician, of course, you know, well, you fixed my tire two weeks ago. And I went, yeah, there was a nail in it. Now there's another nail in it, okay? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I did take out the one I did find. Um, as, as much as we recycle, it doesn't mean we throw those nasty nails back out into the parking lot, you know, for you to yeah. pick up on your way out, um, and, yeah. you know, so you get repeat business that, that way. That's what I hear tire shops do. They throw, <laughs> they throw nails and screws in front of their, front of their shops, yeah. right? Exactly, yeah, something like that. <laughs> well, but it's true, though. I mean, with the amount of, you know, construction that's going on in the city all oh, the time. Yeah. You know, and and you see Buddy's pickup truck with all the crap on the back, and you're going, like, how much of that stuff is going to fall off or blow off? Well, I've, I've been in oh. one of those situations in, in California where, where somebody dumped a bunch of roofing nails um, on a on a mountain highway. Uh, oh, as a make-work project? I'm not, not quite sure whether it was intentional <laughs> or otherwise. <laughs> I, I was actually, I, I was actually quite glad that that uh, you know I, I had to learn what a roofing nail was, um, because I had to explain it to a lady who I tried to assure her that her new tires that she bought yesterday didn't come 
with this roofing nail. <laughs> now, now the time of year, so a lot of tire shops, they actually keep a collection kit out their front counter. So have a peek when you're getting your winter tires changed over. But some of the things that you find puncturing tires is almost mind-blowing. We've oh. seen... You know, cutlery and and <laughs> it's yeah, it's endless as to what you could see that could be on the roadway. So be mindful of it, be careful, and uh, it's an added reminder to just double check your tires every now and then, right? Yeah, well, and you know, this is this is the time of uh, of year for all that when you know um, I, my winters are already on, and and with tire fluctuations, the tire pressures actually change. So you got to stay on top of that as well. What about uh, yeah. time? Yeah. Uh, a lot of people talk about you know the the rubber de- uh, de- composition going down um, or degrading over time. What generally speaking, time wise, can we? How long can we run tires for? I mean, it depends how you're storing them uh-huh. um, over the winter. But I would say typically you're looking at a five year period. Oh, so they should be good for quite a while. Yeah, based on based on the manufacturing process, for sure, it's, it's definitely at least five years. Typically, you're going to see tires. Uh, the lifespan of the tire anywhere from three and a half to five years, depending on the type of driving and the mileage that you're doing. So that's why it's important to, you know, have an expert assess your tires, you know, because it's it's not just a matter of can you see the president's head or whatever that thing was. You know, you stick the coin in there, right. um, tell you how how how, uh, how deep the tread is. It's also a case of what kind of shape the rubber is still in, whether it's soft and supple uh, or if it's cracked and, uh, you know, about to For go. For sure, and... And now you you could do things to maintain that, right? So maintaining your air pressures, number yes. one, and then uh, vehicle maintenance, alignment, suspension checks, so forth, um, tire rotations, right? All of these that seem like a hassle at times that can contribute to the lifespan of your product. So. All right, quickly, if they want to see you try triangle tires, where do they find them? TriangleTire.ca. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's easy, TriangleTire.ca. Okay, David, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having gentlemen. Have a good day. Thanks again from Gary B. in Scarborough, who loves the tires and uh, loves winning a... Yeah, he won our, won our contest recently. <laughs> yeah. Yes. All right. Take awesome. care. Have a good one. We'll yes, talk to you in the spring. Bye for now. Bye-bye. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be back with Jack, the tire butler. Find out what that's all about right after this break. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max with Alan Gelman. And uh, at some point, we hope Jack Benzikar from Tire Butler is going to join us. Exactly. He must be out changing somebody's tires in the driveway. Uh, I heard he, he might be busy today, so we'll, we'll see. Exactly, exactly. And, and it is a busy time of year for tires. For the tire business. I mean, Al, you know, in your business, this is this is a crazy time of year. And, and people, of course, want their, you know, as soon as there's a forecast of snow, they expect to be able to make time and switch over their tires to winter tires, right? Exactly. I, you know, I was by my old shop a couple weeks ago, actually, and it was already busy then, you know, yeah. where uh, it, people were calling to make an appointment, you know. Uh, where it gets crazy is where they just show up. <laughs> and they go, well, I'm here now. And they went, yeah, but sorry, there's also <laughs> there's 20 cars ahead of you. Right. You know, and, and, and in all honesty, too, you know, tires are more difficult now because we were talking earlier about the sidewalls, eh? Like, so a 40 or 45 series tire is very, very difficult to change when yes. you get it off and on the rim. Oh, yeah. And uh, a good chance that you can either tear the tire if, if you're not used to it mm-hmm. or, or you can even crack a rim. You've seen that. Yep. Yeah, and the way, you know, the, the, I've, I'm driving the big uh, Genesis SUV mm-hmm. this week, and it's got 22s. But, tw- by what? By 40s? 
uh, I don't know, probably 40 or 35. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's super low profile tire, very big tire. Yeah. And uh, I can't, I, I would not want to run 22s in the winter in this uh, in this city with the potholes and everything else. Now, question, that 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 so that has some good suspension on it, that car. It, it does. It's got a sophisticated suspension, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how sophisticated the suspension is, if there's a pothole that's developed on the road that you normally drive on and it's there one day, you're going to, you know, maybe and, and, damage and, the tire and, Okay, so that fancy suspension... Can it, how much of that can it absorb, you know? It's, at the end of the day, it's still a mechanical suspension. Right. So there's there's not much it can do. No. Uh, the majority of, of that impact is going to be taken by the tire. Mm. Yeah, right, right, right. And in which case, and if you're lucky, um, well, I mean, maybe it knocks your alignment out a bit or you lose a, a wheel weight. But <laughs> but on the yeah. downside is, no, you tear a tire, or crack a rim, or both. Yeah, or or damage more suspension components. I mean, it's it's possible. And understand that the although peep, there is a, a rumor going around that the the city will compensate you for that. Um, chances yeah, are slim to zero. I don't think so. No, it I don't normally happen. I don't think so. No, so you got to be careful. And especially in my neighborhood, there's so much construction going on, and the, the the potholes change daily. Yes, 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 yes. As a matter of fact, you know, I I, I go up Bridgeland by the Caledonia. The my ways is always telling me that's the best way to go. Uh, but they're they're building a hotel there, mm. and um, they've ripped up the street, and it's been now for weeks. And you know, and they've got the metal plates there, and and a guy standing there with a sign that says "Slow down." Oh my God, it really messes up traffic. You know. <laughs> Speaking of which, all this morning, yeah, 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 a guy's a guy's you know shaking his slow yeah, sign yeah, 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 at yeah. me, but then waving for me to drive faster. Oh, okay. <laughs> As if I need encouragement to drive faster, but um, I couldn't because there was traffic. No, exactly. In fact, I was just about to do it on Yorkdale Road, which is on that same route. <laughs> right. And 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 they had they, they had caution signs up, and I thought, and and cones there, and I thought I think I could scoot in between the cones, but no, they there was they were changing manholes. As a matter Ooh. of fact. So there was quite a crevice there. <laughs> I don't think my car would have, you know, absorbed. Although I have bigger tires, I don't think it would have absorbed that much of a crack. Yeah, now the, the where I parked this morning, mm-hmm. um, to, you know, of course, pick up my coffee. There is there was a new man made hole in mm-hmm. in the road surface, and it was something that if you even put your foot in into it, you'd trip. Let alone the damage it would do to your car. Oh, so man made? I mean, like a construction crew had been there. Somebody had been there. They cut a circular hole and didn't fill it in properly. And, and no cone. No. Oh wow. No. No, oh. and it, and it's kind of in the driving lane too. I'm sure many people have hit it already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyways, we've been trying to get a hold of Jack. Um, he's out, out out of town apparently, and um, although he said he was going to be here, and I'm I'm sure maybe Ashley will get him eventually. We're trying this out, but uh, one of the things we wanted to talk about, and I've seen him in my neighborhood, is you know we're talking about tire changeover, and, and it's winter time now. I've seen where people just mounted, you know little uh, sticky notes on on telephone poles saying that I will change your tires for fifty dollars yes that there's there's a gentleman doing that in my neighborhood too um, and we're, but it's it's a bit of a concern because um, first of all you don't know if that person I, I there's a good chance that he's he's not a licensed auto mechanic right? absolutely not no, no no he's not insured no exactly <laughs> um, so here's the here's the possibilities of things that can go wrong of course number one is that he he doesn't mount your tires correctly. In other words, not using a torque wrench is not checking the hub to see if there's a whole lot of corrosion there, um, or or may not even know how important that is. Uh, because guaranteed, you're not. He's not coming back after two days to retorque your nuts, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which is important to uh, 
especially if the person doing them is not familiar with how to do that properly. Yeah, exactly. The yeah. other issue, too, though, is that we're, you know, a lot of cars now have tire pressure monitors. Yep. Um, the smartest, smartest ones will adapt. And, and, and if when you bought your wheels and tires, they were cloned. In other words, they were made to appear as if the, your original ones were on the car. Then you, the computer will pick it up. But otherwise, I see a lot of people complaining, you know, my, my tire light's on, and I don't know why. Exactly. Well, the guy who's just doing your tires for 50 bucks yeah. um, has nothing to do with that. And, and that's not his problem. He's only there to change the tires. That's right. That's right. And I guarantee he's not inspecting your brakes or other suspension components either. And whether he's using good tools or lousy tools, who yeah. knows? Yeah. And so, so it's, it's uh, you know, you sort of you get what you pay for. But in this particular case, I mean, having your wheels come off the car when they're at the wrong time is not a good thing. That's always a bad thing. Yeah. So for the 20 or 30 bucks more it may possibly cost <laughs> you, um, I'd probably go in and, and have it done professionally. Well, I, I would too. And, and, you know, secondly, I've got, I've got all those tools, right? I've yeah. got everything because, um, you know, I've been racing cars for so long. So yeah. I've got all this stuff, and I can do it quickly, but there's no way I would do it for 50 bucks. <laughs> that, no way. Well, the other thing, too, i just forgotten about, um, is when he lifts your car. Yeah. Uh, is he using the right jack point? Right. Is he lifting up in the right spot, number yep. one? Yeah. And number two, the jack is sitting on your pavement or your, your interlock? Uh, that can be damaged as well, eh? Mm-hmm. And you know wh- whether he's chalking uh, a wheel, if if, uh, if if he's doing the work on a um, you know an angled driveway. Mm-hmm. I mean, who knows? Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. Listen, I I've done it myself. I felt really silly. It was first thing in the morning where I jacked up a car because I got a flat on my own car, and um, uh, you know I I didn't put on the parking brake, and I thought, uh oh. And well, of course, as the car's rolling, I went, oh, oh, Al, what? <laughs> This is embarrassing. I hope there's nobody with a video camera here right. taking a picture of me with the car falling off the jack, and thankfully <laughs> without me underneath it. But, yes. uh, yeah, so I did get the wheel off and did re- realize, it too, that you needed it. Oh, and the other thing, too, which is always a pain, especially for a repair facility, is that most cars that have alloy wheels, the dealers have put wheel locks on their car. Yes. Certainly you're aware of it with all the BMWs and Mercedes that you drive. They all come with a with a, uh, a special socket. Yep. And the problem is you know, you cannot change the wheels without it. That's right. That's and, right. And uh, a lot of people don't know where their wheel lock is. Yes. And, and, and if it was that thing that was rattling in your glove box that you didn't know and threw it out, that's a bad thing. <laughs> that's the worst kind of answer I ever got. <laughs> Besides the other one, which is, I don't know, you used it last. So you're... <laughs> Anyways, this is Dave's Corner Garage. We're having a blast here on Saturday morning, and uh, we'll be right back. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max in studio with Alan Gelman, and joining us on the line is Jack Benzikar from Tire Butler. Jack, how are you? Good, guys. How you doing today? Very good. We're watching the wind blow, and uh, the you know it's only going to go down about zero tonight, and the high expected of only two or three today. What should people be doing right now? Calling Tire Butler. There you Getting go. Your tires on. Should have done it a couple of weeks ago. As soon as the leaves started falling, but but we got a lot more trucks on the road now, so there's a lot more availability for the mobile service. Plus, we got that big, huge location on Bridgeline, right beside Yorkdale, so where you, everybody can come in. 
Exactly, but do slow down at the corner because they got plates on the road. I was talking <laughs> yeah. about it earlier. I don't know why Waze keeps sending me that way, explaining to me that it's the quicker way for me to get to the joint that I'm going to. Um, so that big place you have, you do store tires there. Yeah, we we probably one of the only few companies that actually do all, all of our own storage on site. And have, uh, uh, go ahead. All right. So in other words, people if they've got tires with them. Um, they can bring them to you. You're going to take off their summers, put on their winters, and yeah. store their summers for them. And we store them. So they'll store them in that at the climate-controlled warehouse. They're stored properly. The tires on rims are stacked, the, and the other uh, non-rim tires are, are put on racks. And, um, you know, when you're at that location, generally we can do a, um, on-demand, no appointment required when you're coming to the to the warehouse. Or if you're like me and just ridiculously busy and don't have tire, time to drive somewhere, you actually will go to someone's house well, that, or office. That's the main part of it. Yeah, yeah. we uh, we've got we've got a dozen or so trucks on the road. Um, you go online, you book an appointment, you pick the service you want, you buy your tires you want, you buy a package if you want one, and we show up at your house and do it. Jack, are you actually able to change the tires on the vehicle? Like- Obviously, oh, yeah, we can we can change them. We can they balance them. They they everything's built into the truck. We're, okay, we're a, it's a mobile tire store. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Um, yeah, as a matter of fact, we had David Poole on just before from Triangle, and he was explaining how you know we we're talking about shelf life of tires, and of course he said storage is very important. Um, you want it to last longer. You got to you know leave them out of the sun. Um, so, so this is where something that you guys can do. Yeah, you, you don't want any ozone damage on them, so you want to keep them away from any electric motors. You want to keep them away from, from any constant light. Um, so, they're, yeah, they're put away in, a, in our climate-controlled warehouse. They're, they're stored the proper way. They're inflated, rebalanced, um, anything, anything required to keep them in, in good operating condition, and, and it'll extend the lifetime of the time. I mean, you know, it's, it, driving does more damage to, to a tire than storage, but, you know, Good storage practices will help the longevity. And I'm sure too that you know when you, when your uh, when your technician is removing someone's summer or winter tires at that point, do they actually look at the other ones and assess what they're going to need down the road? Yeah, yeah, we they're they're actually scanned and they're they're measured. We have some digital scanners and we have traditional scanners. They're measured. They're they're any damage or anywhere uh, is measured and, and indicated, and uh, you'll you'd get a report if you want one. And um, you know what? All your your whatever whatever tires you're switching over, you'll have a proper report for. And then come the following season, um, as as you know, you always want to put your best tires on the back, no matter what what type of whether it's a front wheel drive or all wheel drive. And um, you know, we'll always make sure that that we rotate them to the best possible position. Yeah, although it's funny because Brian's always driving these hypercars, or and and <laughs> well, not, where, yeah. where the where the tire sizes are different front and rear. Uh, they are. <laughs> I, I I tend to wear out the rear tires a lot. Yeah, the, in that case, there's not much you can do. But but on on unlike most of us pedestrian drivers, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll 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 have to we can we can do it. Excellent. And uh, if you've got good traction, then you know if the pedestrian does step in front of you, at least your car can come to a stop. Exactly, and that's why everybody should be changing now because it's, it's you know a lot of people with all wheel drive vehicles they they I don't get stuck but it's, it's accidents don't happen accelerating that, they that, happen stopping they happen stopping and turning exactly and and, and uh, many people it takes them a while and sometimes an expensive lesson to learn that 
Now, we were talking about just the, the cheapo guy who, who puts a sticker up and comes and does them in your driveway without any kind of equipment or training. Um, we were talking about that earlier and how we're advising yeah. people not to go that route. Yeah, it, it, it's a concern lately. We, we, had, we were sort of the disruptors of this industry a long time ago, and, and you know, we've been growing exponentially, and, and a lot of companies are trying to, you know, they just get a minivan and go to your house and charge you 20 bucks or 50 bucks. But um, so much can go wrong, and, and, you know, they'll say they have insurance and they don't have insurance. We've had a couple issues now with people trying to pretend they were us. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, if you can't afford to put a logo on your truck, you, you definitely can't afford to buy proper insurance. Um, you know, and, and that's a big issue because they're, they're, you know, tires are the most complicated things on a vehicle and, and they need to be done right. And uh, we've seen a lot of, we, we've had mishaps. I mean, we've, we've made mistakes. Any, any garage or anybody tells you they didn't would be lying. And, you know, if we didn't have proper insurance and proper training, it, it, you know, it, 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 it'd be worse. No, I try to explain to people too that you know if if the if the wheel you know is, is inspected you know both the, the the rotor hub and the back of the wheel, you you know you take care of any extra corrosion that may be there, um, you know you limit your your chances of something going wrong, eh? Oh, for sure. You 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 a you know if anything's wrong. I mean, listen, you can have a little fleck. You can, if you don't clean those hubs properly, you can have the best balancers in the world, and it won't it the 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 car will seem like it's unbalanced because you, you, the mating surface uh, is not flush. And that gives you false torques at, t- at times as well. Exactly. A lot of times you have wheel-off situations because it wasn't because the bolts weren't tightened properly. It's they weren't tightened properly in the correct way. And, uh, and that's what gives you wheel-off situations. All right, Jack, speaking of wheel-off, our time is up. And if all people right, need guys. to get, if looking for butler service, how do they get it? Tirebutler.com. And either uh, book an appointment, they'll come to your house, or even quicker, you or can you go there. Yeah, either way. you come, come to, We come to you, we save you time. You come to us, we save you money. There you go. <laughs> That's perfect. Tire <laughs> Butler, make sure to check All them right. out. Thanks, Jack. Have a good weekend. Sorry for the technical difficulties, guys. No Thank worries. You. No problem. All right. Cheers. Bye-bye. I'm, I'm hoping the wheels stayed on his airplane. I, I, well, I think they did. He landed safely. <laughs> Oh, I did see they, they showed one from Pearson, though. Uh, a bad landing, but they didn't even talk about it again. Mm. They said mm. it was wind shear. Ooh, sure it was. We got to run. Thanks, everybody, for joining in today. Brian, have yourself a great week. You too, Al. Everybody drive safe and make sure to get those tires changed. We'll see you next week, everyone. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740.